Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing how you can read and better understand the Bible. Tune in daily to start your day right and be encouraged as you walk on the way and enjoy the journey. Now here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp. And today I want us to look at a passage in 2 Chronicles chapter 33. And the parallel passage can be found in 2 Kings chapter 21 verses 1 through 18. It is the story of Manasseh, Manasseh, the son of godly King Hezekiah. Now, you must remember that after King David, there was no other king like Hezekiah. He was the king who was in Judah, whose capital was Jerusalem, of the dynasty of David, who was alive and reigning when the northern kingdom fell. The northern kingdom was called Israel. And remember, its capital was Samaria. And the Assyrians came in and totally destroyed and decimated that northern kingdom. But it didn't end there. They came down, they encamped around the great city of Jerusalem, and it was only by divine intervention. That's right, divine intervention when the angel of the Lord came and killed 186,000 troops, Syrian troops, overnight, and they limped back those who were remaining all the way back to Assyria and their capital of Nineveh, which is modern-day Mosul. Now, the reason I'm telling you that is because godly King Hezekiah had a son. His name was Manasseh, and Manasseh was the most wicked of all the kings that came after Hezekiah, perhaps the most ungodly of all the kings that ever reigned in Judah. And I just want to read a passage that has to do with Manasseh so you can follow his life because it's fascinating. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. Now, think about that, 55 years. That is a generation of people. Think about in our own land just how much things have changed in five years. You add 50 years on to that, it's a different world. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. For he rebuilt the high places which Hezekiah's father had broken down. He raised up the altars for Baal and made wooden images and worshipped all the host of heaven and served them. He also built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord had said in Jerusalem, Shall my name be forever. And he built altars for all the host of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. Did you read that? In the temple of God, in the temple complex. Also, listen to this. Verse 6, also he caused his sons to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Himnon. That's in the valley of Gehenna. He practiced soothsaying, that is witchcraft, used uh, witchcraft and sorcery, and consulted mediums and spiritists. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord and provoked him to anger. He even set a carved image, the idol which he had made in the house of God, of which God had said to David and to Solomon his son, in this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever, and I will not again remove the foot of Israel from the land which I have appointed for your fathers, only if they are careful to do all that I have commanded them according to the whole law and the statutes and the ordinances by the hand of Moses. So Manasseh seduced Judah. That is, he deceived them. He seduced them. 
and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to do more evil than the nations whom the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. And the Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they would not listen. Now listen to that. The Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they would not listen. Therefore the Lord brought upon them the captains of the army of the king of Syria, who took Manasseh with hooks, bound him with bronze fetters, and carried him off to Babylon. Now when he was in affliction, listen to this, in captivity, in imprisonment, now when he was in his affliction, he implored the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the Lord of his fathers and prayed to him and he received his entreaty. That is, God listened, heard his supplication and brought him back to Jerusalem into his kingdom. God restored him. Can you believe that? God, the gracious, merciful God, even restored Manasseh after he humbled himself and repented. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. After this, he built a wall outside the city of David on the west side of Gihon in the valley as far as the entrance of the fish gate, and it enclosed Ophel, and he raised it up to a very great height. Then he put military captains in all the fortified cities of Judah. He took away the foreign gods and the idol from the house of the Lord, and all the altars he had built in the mount of the house of the Lord in Jerusalem, and he cast them out of the city. Listen to this. He also so repaired the altar of the Lord, sacrificed peace offerings and thank offerings on it, and commanded Judah to serve the Lord God of Israel. But listen to this. Nevertheless, the people still sacrificed on the high places, but only to the Lord their God. In other words, they didn't obey fully after that, but they obeyed better than they did. And then it says, now the rest of the acts of Manasseh, the prayers to his God, and the words of the seers who spoke to him in the name of the Lord God of Israel, indeed they are written in the book of the kings of Israel. Also his prayer, and how God received his entreaty, and all his sin and trespass, and the sites where he built the high places, set up wooden images and carved images before he was humbled. Indeed they are written in the sayings of the seers. So Manasseh rested with his fathers, and they buried him in his own house. Then his son Ammon reigned in his place. Now that is a fascinating story. And many times all we hear about Manasseh is how wicked he was, how he seduced the people, how that he burned his own sons alive in the fires of Gehenna. But the truth is, God is a merciful God, and God heard the prayer of Manasseh when he was in prison, in captivity, in Babylon, under the rule of the Assyrians, and God restored him. How wonderful is God's grace. Now you say, well, why are you telling us this story today? Because our nation is in a mess, and we have a president who is seducing the people of America. He's lying to the people of America, and he is encouraging the people of America to walk away from the God who made our nation great. And all you have to do is look at the evil advisors he has put around him, the deceivers that are around him, that are lying in the face of everything that we see with our very own eyes that's happening in Afghanistan and happening in America. They are lying to us. And because of that, God, the God of heaven, sees it all. And there may be a time of captivity. But the Bible also teaches in the passage we just read that the seers, that the prophets went to Manasseh and spoke words to him that he remembered while he was in prison. 
when he had made such a mess of everything and many people died, many people suffered, many people had to pay the price for his own sin, for the sins of Manasseh and what he led the people to do. But thank God in his mercy that he did not forget to be merciful to Manasseh. I'm so glad that God is a God of grace and mercy. I'm glad he didn't give Manasseh what he deserved. And I'm glad he didn't give you and give me what we deserve. You say, oh yeah, but I've done nothing like what Manasseh did or what is happening in America today, what our president is doing. No, and you're not given that accountability, but you are given accountability. And I assure you, you and I have done wickedness before the Lord. We have disappointed our God and God is gracious and merciful. We need to pray that God would open up the eyes of our president, that he would repent of his sin, that he would turn to the Lord with all of his heart, and maybe before he dies that God would give him a chance to somehow be restored and brought to himself and that some way our nation could be restored. We will not get back to where we were overnight, and we are a long way from where we were when this nation was founded. But We are a long way from where we were morally, spiritually, every other way than we were just two years ago. And we need to pray to the God of heaven that he will restore us, that he will bring us back, that God will have mercy on our people in foreign lands in Afghanistan, that God would have mercy on us here, and that once again we could see revival in this land. If the seers do not speak, if the prophets do not speak, if the pastors and the elders do not speak, then we are going to see a great shaking in the land. And it's not a shaking for good, it's a shaking for evil. Prophets of God, now is the time to speak. Let's lift our voices. Let's tell the truth. Let's love our congregations enough to tell the truth. Don't be worried about your job. Don't be worried about your position. Speak the word of God in truth. And let's herald the name of Jesus Christ as the only Savior for America, the only God who is the true and living God. And he alone can bring us back to the place of restoration, the place of redemption. And God will have mercy upon us again. Lord, would you do it just one more time? Would you help us once again? Would you somehow wake our president, wake those up who are around him? Or Lord, please, would you somehow remove them so we could be restored and godliness could once again reign in the nation? This is our prayer together in Jesus' name. May God bless you as you walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in each weekday for more information on how to read the Bible, grow in knowledge, and live in obedience to God. If you have questions, simply write to info at TonyCrisp.org. That's info at TonyCrisp.org. And we will respond as quickly as possible. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day as you walk on the way and enjoy the journey.